Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the next episode, next chapter of her next chapter. Um, Jules, how you doing? I'm good, Steph. How about you? I'm dandy, and I'm excited about today's guest. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for those of you who are um, certainly, if you're in the Twin Cities um, in Minneapolis, uh, the name I'm about to say to you, Um, will be very exciting to you and also likely very, very familiar. Um, We are super excited today to have Jasmine Brett Stringer joining us. Um, Jasmine is um, multi-talented. She is a speaker, an on-air lifestyle expert, an award-winning author of Seize Your Life, How to Carpe Diem Every Day. We will have... um, information on how to access Jasmine's book in our show notes. So don't you worry. She's also the founder of the internationally recognized lifestyle brand Carpe Diem with Jasmine. And um, most recently, um, she is uh, the reason she is the the passion, um, the the thought leader behind our uh, hashtag share the mic MN movement. Um, And so we are so excited to have Jasmine talk about her uh, her reinvention, her story. Welcome, Jasmine. We're so happy to have you. Hi, I am so happy to be here with you guys, um, Stephanie and Julie. And I left my, I always have a tambourine when I'm happy and I left my tambourine in the other room. So I'm, I'm doing the virtual shaking of the tambourine. We but all are. We're all but your it. listeners aren't going to hear the tambourine <laughs> noise. Maybe we can find some and put it in. But Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we are thrilled to have you. So um, Julie and I both know Jasmine um, pretty well. And so um, I think that her story is really going to resonate uh, with many of our listeners. And so what we like, how we like to start, um, I just gave you the highlight of um some of Jasmine's uh, many accomplishments and many talents. But Jasmine, I wonder, um, my first two questions for you. Talk, talk to us more. Tell us your reinvention story, your reinvention journey. Kind of fill in um, for the things that I shared. Um, and then also maybe along the way, talk to us about re- what reinvention means to you or has meant to you. Yeah. Okay. So um, reinvention. I talk a lot about reinvention, but now the buzzword is kind of pivot. I like to say that I'm I'm very familiar with reinvention because I had a mother that reinvented herself a lot. Um, 
I don't know if you guys do like a friends and family letter during the holidays, but it was my job um, during, you know, my childhood and teenage years and even college years to write the letter for my family. And numerous times I would start the paragraph about my mom with, Oh, and my mom has reinvented herself. So I am thankful um, to my mom for modeling what reinvention or pivoting means um, because life is about growth and life is about evolution. I try to wear something purple um, every day because I think that's my power color. But during a time when I was going through this evolution to where I am now, I wore a butterfly every single day because it was my reminder that we are always evolving. And yes, it's hard right now, Jasmine, sometimes you're upset, you're sad, you're confused, you're angry, but that butterfly was my source of inspiration and a reminder that we are always evolving and we do have to reinvent ourselves. So how my biggest reinvention happened about um, eight years ago, uh, I knew you, Steph, from a, you know, the corporate world and I was laid off. And um, the layoff came, you know, at a time where it was just long, it was drawn out and I knew I wanted to do something different before then. And all during the process, I always said that I, I, I prayed for God's will to be done. And so when, the, when I got the news that I was going to be laid off, I was like, well, this is God's will because I, that was my prayer. So God's will was for me to leave and, and begin a next chapter. Now, the question is, what was that next chapter going to be? Oh, my and the layoff was a gift because it gave me paid time to think. And what a blessing in this world where everything is moving fast and we really don't um, have that much time to think. You know, even in the pandemic, we were given the gift to slow down a little. Now I must say that things are very fast and we're back to being overscheduled and overzoomed and overteamed and overskyped and all of that stuff. But in the beginning, we all kind of got a if we, if we took it, I think now I like to talk about rear view mirror moments. We see that at the beginning, kind of a year ago from where we are now, that that uncertainty, we didn't know what we were going to do was that time to, to reflect if we, if we took it as a gift. And so um, I remember my mom was like, take some time. And everyone, other people were like, you better get another job, girl, and bank that severance. You know, think about your retirement nest egg. I mean, we are very money driven in this society. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I know I want to do something different. What that different, you know, I think I have all these transferable skills that I haven't been able to use because I've worked for these major corporations where I've been on this kind of track and been told that this is what I need to do. So through um, a serendipitous moment, but I know because of my faith, a God moment, I was given the opportunity um, to consult. And it was supposed to be like one meeting and one meeting became two weeks and two weeks became 
one year of doing some consulting work in New York and I was commuting back and forth and I finally got to have like that New York lifestyle. But during that time, um, my client asked me, Jasmine, what is that like dream that you have deep down inside that you have never shared with anyone? And I was like, ooh, I'm a pretty, you know, I'm a communicator. I'm an open book. People know, like, what? And then I realized, I'm like, God, it, um, Bevy Smith, I love Bevy Smith. She has a new book called Bevelations, but she talks about Little Brown Bevy. So I'm like, what would little Jasmine, like, what did little Jasmine do? What did she play? And I realized that I wanted to do something on TV. Now, and I, of course, I love Oprah, but not like in the TV every day. I still didn't have the um, workings of it. And like, I'm like, I don't think I want to be on a TV show every single day, but I want to do something because I want to reach the masses. And really that was what the dream was. I thought TV would allow me the medium to reach many people. But now, you know, we have so many platforms and mediums that allow us to reach many people. And, and so that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to reach the masses um, when I, you know, uncovered that a little bit more. And so that began the process of reinvention. So I went from consulting, I went from, oh, if I want to be on TV, let me become a blogger, to a blog, to writing a book, to speaking. And I always tell people it begins with your vision. So I had that vision that I wanted to reach the masses and I just began to take daily action. And that's led me to where I am today. So long question to get to that. But you know, with the vision of reaching the masses to help people unleash their power and live more authentic, more connected and more mindful lives. I heard this quote today, um, being yourself can be a revolutionary act. And, you know, my main point of reinvention was living a life of vision, going back to living a life of vision and living authentically and showing up and owning who I am every day, the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent. Wow. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> okay. Everybody take a deep breath. Take that in. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it, it just, let's just spread that across the universe. Absolutely. And the Jasmine messaging and energy is, is such a beautiful thing. And, um, wow. Okay. So, so with that, and I have had the privilege of, of getting to know you over the last couple of years and, and being in your presence and, and, Jasmine, for those of you who don't know her, um, for those of you do know who do know her will be nodding their head. Yes. Um, but I will say that literally she lights up a room like like oh, literally for real. I mean, walks in and the energy and this beautiful voice and this beautiful presence. You're like, oh, wow. Somebody somebody really spectacular is is in our midst here. So you have that aura. And and about that. Um, I wanted to have you talk a little bit about how you, I mean, it sounds like obviously your faith is, is really important to you and, and keeps you um, thinking positively, but, but I would imagine that during, during this transformation and your reinvention and kind of figuring out how to 
change from corporate to doing your own thing, you experienced some challenges. How did, what were some of, some of the biggest challenges you faced and how, how do you stay so positive, Jasmine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a lot of challenges. So I will tell you one of the things, one of the first things that happened to me is I remember I was, um, you know, I was consulting. So I kind of had it figured out that, you know, I had this consulting gig and that was good. And that was paying the bills, but I knew that was going to be winding down and I was still trying to figure it out. And I went to visit a friend who was launching her own business. And she had like, her husband wasn't very supportive of, of that process. Um, and so I thought that I was asking a question for her. We went to see this guy, Mastin Kip about, you know, when you don't have the support and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I don't remember exactly how he did it, but he flipped it to me. And I'm like, oh no, we're not about, I'm, I'm, I'm holding her hand. This is not about me today. But through some unpacking, he, he got to me and I didn't realize that I had this blockage. And he's like, you know, well, what's holding you back from really going after what you want? And after that, that's when I launched my blog and everything. And I said, I guess, you know, it's not a fear of failure, but it's this, what if I can't pay my mortgage? Like, you know, and this is eight years ago. And I'm like, you know, what if I'm, I, I end up homeless because a girl's got to eat, a girl's got to pay a mortgage, a girl's got to, you know, have money. And he goes, well, do you have a family? And I said, yeah, I got a family. And do you have friends? And I said, yeah, I have friends. And it was, you know, not that I'm saying be delinquent, but it was during the time of the housing bubble. And he's like, well, how many people, how many good people have lost their home? And are they still good people? And I said, yes. And so with that, that addressed my worst case scenario that I would be homeless. So I talked to my parents and I said, God forbid, if I need to, can I come back home? I talked to some friends and I said, you know, I'm going to try this now. Can I get six months in a guest bedroom? And I did. I literally had this conversation with some friends. I mean, my parents, some friends, like, would you give me six months if I needed to, to regroup? And they said, yes. And I'm getting emotional about this right now because I think that was so freeing to go to that worst case scenario. And once you, you know, again, I'm a positive person, so I try not to go to the worst case. I want to be up here. But once I went to that worst case scenario and I put a plan in place to address it, it was like, okay, girl, then if that's the worst in your mind, that's not going to happen. But if for some reason it does happen, you have a plan in place to address it. So let's get about the business of achieving this vision. Right, right. I love that. I love that. Jasmine, I wonder, um, I think we have a fair amount of listeners who are making or are interested in some sort of pivot or reinvention that is vastly different from what they're doing today, right? So I'm in corporate and I want to write a book or I'm, it's some, something that probably feels different. I wonder to those folks, what advice would you give? Like I think about you going from corporate to consulting, to blogging, to writing a book, you know, to, you know, kind of doing all of these things, which for a lot of people, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to begin. 
I don't know where to start. I will tell you. So get in touch with your vision. Like I said, everything begins with the vision that we hold. And sometimes we prevent ourselves from creating a vision for our lives because the how trips us up. But I promise you, you get that vision and you take one step. So the vision is to write a book. Have you written anything? Or maybe you start a blog or maybe you research the process for writing a book. I promise you that the steps will unveil themselves to you in the way they should, but you just have to have the vision and begin to take action, whatever the action is you think. And then the next step will come. And then the next step will come because everybody's path and journey is different. You know, we live in this society where, and I say this, we're like the formula checklist. We want the prescription. Tell me what to do. Tell me how to lose weight. Or, but everybody's journey and path is different. So what works for me won't work for you, Stephanie, won't work for you, Julie. But what I do know will work is if you have this vision and you commit to taking daily action. And sometimes it's like a a big step. Sometimes it's a little step. Sometimes you run a mile. Sometimes you run a marathon in this day, but you have to commit to the vision, to the process of taking daily action. I love that. That's so true. For sure. Small steps, right? Get us to the, to the big vision. Yeah. Um, And speaking of big vision, um, tell us about share the mic MN and, and how that came to, to be your thing. And oh my gosh, it's, it's such a a beautiful. Yeah. And thank you so much for all your support and for being a part of it. I mean, you've just been wonderful, Julie, and I appreciate it. And Stephanie, we are going to get you paired up and sharing the mic, but you know, we live in Minneapolis and we live in the twin cities and um, we were in the middle of a pandemic and George Floyd was murdered. And like most people, you know, my life changed in March. Like every gig I had scheduled canceled or was postponed. My segments were like, we're, there are no guests in TV. We hadn't, you know, we were quasi doing this um, Zoom Skype in, but I was in a holding pattern. And so I was, you know, as the kids used to say a couple summers ago, I was in my feelings. And I was in my feelings of, oh my goodness, what's going on? This is terrible. Um, Why are people so shocked? I'm angry that people are confused and like, how is this happening? Where have you been all these years? And then looking in the mirror, oh my God, Jasmine, have I done enough or have I become complacent in my little bubble? And I think I go and do something and call it a day. Like, am I? Have I been a part of the solution or, or have I been complacent? And so in the, in the conundrum of emotions that I was feeling, I realized that this was about people. And I, you know, it's so funny. I was on a call earlier today and I said, you know what? We've got to change. We've got to touch hearts and we've got to change minds. So for so many people, I have been their black friend. Oh, my black friend, Jasmine. I've, you know, gone to predominantly white schools. I live in a predominantly white town. My husband is white. So I spent a lot of time around white people. Um, And I realized that a lot of times their perception of black people, their reality is me. And that's a heavy burden. And I I didn't want to carry that cross anymore. And so I was like, you know what, we need to know other people. And 
and white people need to know other black people because the black experience is so vast and so different. So my white friends can't base their knowledge of everything going on with conversations from me alone. They need to bring other diverse voices into the conversation and get their perspectives and get their opinions, their lived experiences, and then they could share their call to actions. Um, and so that's how the campaign, that was the premise of the campaign. You know, there were some things that led up to me saying I needed to do this. Blackout Tuesday, a conversation with a mentor, uh, a conversation about Glennon Dole's untamed book. And then I heard about the Share the Mic Now Day. And again, you mentioned my faith. I went to bed because I said, I'm going to reach out to these people and say, what are you doing to bring diverse voices on the journey? We don't need to hear your white people's voices all the time. And I woke up and God was like, Jasmine, it's better when you bring other people on the journey with you and we need to hear from other voices. And so that's how it was born. Mm, that's amazing. I love that. that is amazing. It's so I, I love how you, I mean, you, you, we look around and we say, okay, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. And, but what you said, which is so powerful is then I looked at myself and said, what am I doing to make things better? And, and that's when we really realize like that we have power and that we, they, yeah. that we influence change. I love that. It's and what I love. Us. Michael Jackson right. said it. I know if you can quote Michael Jackson, I still like Michael Jackson. But the man in the mirror, I'm starting with the woman in the mirror. Yeah. I'm asking her to change her ways. Right. Yes. Oh. And what I love is that not only did you have that moment of what am I doing, but you took action. Yes. Right. I think yeah. many people have the moment of, gosh, what am I doing? The tougher part is the action part is, is taking that one step and then the next step and then the next step. Um, and so I think that like, that is a really great example of somebody having that moment and making it actionable. Well, I wonder, you asked me, sorry, just to put up, you asked me with the vision you said for people wanting to write the book, people wanting to change jobs, start having, I said, you have to commit to taking action. Totally. Yeah, that's exactly right. What else? So I wonder when you think about pivoting and reinvention, what other pieces of advice or counsel would you have for our listeners, Jasmine, things that you would encourage them to do or change or stop doing? Um, there's a sermon that I love. It's an old Reverend T.D. Jake sermon. And, it, and it's, you don't have to believe in my dream. And the other advice I would give people is to not allow other people's comments, opinions to affect your dream or to affect you or limit or prevent you from achieving your vision. Um, there will be naysayers. Um, and they, these are people that love you. I remember when I, you know, I was consulting and a woman who was a mentor and I love her and she sent me a note and she's like, okay, Jasmine, whatever you're doing, you've done it long enough. It's time for you to get your butt back in corporate America. And I was like, what? And she goes, you know, because this is just a phase. You've had that phase. 
go get a real job. And I was like, but I'm, I'm, I'm working on something and I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. And I remember when I was, you know, I had this idea for Share the Mic Minnesota and I called people and I, you know, my husband was like, well, how are you going to do this? Because um, you can't pay for it. You need to get some, you need these things. You got to find some money to get this stuff done. And I remember I was like writing it up and I talked to a few friends and they're like, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, you know, they were, I was like, no, I know this is, this is it. This is going to work. I just want you to read this piece of paper and tell me if this makes sense. I don't need your narrative of if it's going to work, da, 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 da. I'm asking you to check grammar. That's what I want. Check grammar. <laughs> tell me if you understand it, not your opinion of it. And that's hard like because people want to give you their opinion, their advice, and they love you and they know you. But sometimes you've got to mute the volume and you just got to be laser focused on what you're trying to achieve. Mute yeah. the volume. That's, mute yeah. the volume. That's a highlight. That is definitely a highlight. <laughs> the voices, the voices. In, and in- then, you know, it's funny because I, I did a, a conversation today, uh, this week, an interview talking about my story of reinvention too, but it was like when I dared, when I dared to bet on myself, that's what I like to say. You know, you want people to take other chances, chances on you, but if you're not willing to take a chance on yourself, how can you expect other people to do that? So you got to be willing to bet on yourself. Absolutely. Amen, sister. That is for sure. That I is for love sure. that. I love that. Always for sure. Yeah. Wow. Jasmine, you are, you are just amazing. And, and thank you for, for all the work that you're doing for your, for your positive energy that you share so generously with, with everybody that is around you. I'm just so grateful to know you and, and have you in my life and have you at Modern Well. And, um, and thank you for, for sharing your, your messaging and your thoughts and insight with our listeners today. We so appreciate you. No, thank you guys so much. And thank you for the work that you were doing with her next chapter. You know, it's all about inspiring women to live their next chapter, inspiring women to live their best life and really helping them, you know, reclaim or uh, release and tap into the power that we have. We are some powerful people. We are. are. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for for sharing your light um, and your story. And I hope that your words really resonated uh, with our listeners and that they will seize the day. Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week.